2: And it's good morning from the concrete gang, a bright eyed, bushy tailed, and uh, having tomorrow office an RDO. And we'll come back to the subject of RDOs. A good morning, Buzzer. Good morning,
0: everyone, audience and out there. Yes, the RDO could be the flavour of the month at the moment. Could be the hottest discussion point moving forward. What do you think? Big chance. Good morning, String Bean.
3: Good morning, Warren. Good morning, everybody listening, including our podcasters, yeah. to the award winning concrete gang. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Good morning, Annie, on the panel, and good morning to our listeners in Far North Queensland. I've got a photo of
3: him and
0: Skinny. Come up on the phone. Did you have a look at Skinny? He looks like he needs a good feed, doesn't the old skin?
2: Really? Well, I did send back a message which said, "Skinny, you look skinny. I'll say no more." <laughs> and I got a message back saying I had to take him to a kids' shop to buy him the shorts. <laughs> well, you t- you went to the high and the mighty to get yours. <laughs> Anyway, cheerio to the gorilla and all the boys who are up in uh, North Queensland uh, having a little fishing week off. Righto, it has been a big week, and not just in the industry, right right across the full gambit of public life. Big
3: couple of weeks. (laughs)
2: Let's just say it was a clusterfuck. Yep. It was indeed a cluster in Canberra this week because let's not uh, beat around the bush. There's a whole lot of shit there, but there was also some compensation, shall we say, as the Turnbull government turned itself inside out with a lot of bull.
0: I reckon they're self destructing on the two issues at the moment. Obviously, this. Uh Gay marriage, and uh, all of a sudden, this citizenship, and uh, what what's happened? They've started a war with New Zealand. Unnecessarily, <laughs> jumped the gun. Not much thought went into Another it. Another
2: slice of heaven,
0: with a bit of egos coming in. Old Julie thought she'd run, try and get go for Turnbull, and or whatever she was trying to do. She didn't put a lot of thought into it because <laughs> it actually wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It did, even though there was a bit of murmurings in the Senate, that it actually all started from the Fairfax Press. That's where it all generated from and uh, she jumped the gun and wanted to start a war she doesn't want to do business with them anymore does she
3: they're just jealous of trump trump's got a war going with north korea so you know they're like oh we want we want one too who can we take on uh, <laughs> <laughs> new zealand you're it
2: <laughs> They should have p- picked the cook islands they're a smaller target the,
3: the problem is when you when you pick when you pick a country for war where you're a uh, deputy prime minister is actually from that country.
2: (laughs) As Tony Burke, the leader of uh, opposition business uh, in the House of Reps, uh, said when he asked Julie a question, if you're saying you can't work with the Kiwis, how are you going to work with Barnaby? (laughs) Say no more. There was no answer to the question. Ridicule has become absolutely overpowering in uh, in that place in Canberra,
3: but... So if we, has the country lost their quorum? Have we, have we got a parliament still? Is there enough people left? Everything, everything in the hands of the High Court.
2: Yes, indeed. It's going to be a
3: busy, busy court. That's because they don't want to make any decisions, right?
0: And he's too scared to upset some of his right-wing nutters, right? Uh, especially on the gay marriage issue. I mean, all that trouble to have a vote, and then they're going to put it back to the parliament again after all of that? And waste 122 million bucks. I think it's going to step up to about 180
3: million or something like that. But anyway, you know, uh, and it all falls apart, you need a distraction. And who do you go after when you need a distraction?
2: Correct, String Bean. They're going after the CFMEU (gasps) again.
3: Surprise. (laughs) When
2: you thought it was safe to walk the streets, the CFMEU (laughs) was out and about. Yes, indeed. It has been a week and a half in the Parliament. But in the same time as they've made complete idiots of themselves, they have introduced new legislation and legislation which is aimed fair and square at the trade union movement. We now have the Fair Work Registered Organisation Amendment Brackets Ensuring Integrity Bill 2017. Cue canned laughter. Oh. Integrity. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's a bit hard to <laughs> cop it, integrity coming from them. But anyway, <clears throat> there was uh, that legislation introduced and there was also a uh, another piece of legislation introduced called corrupting benefits legislation. Now, I might add that they rely upon what Bill Shorten has uh, been exposed as having been involved in in his time at the AWU. And yes, we would agree that should be criticised. But where have they actually got something on the CFMEU? The one effort they actually got out of the Royal Commission to discredit a senior official of the CFMEU was in relation to Michael Ravbar in Queensland. And they demanded, in the Royal Commission report, and uh, obviously the federal government supported it, they they demanded that ASIC... The company regulator investigate. How so they going? did? Well, it was Obama. <laughs> no, no case to answer. Insufficient evidence. In other words, the Royal Commission has been exposed as a complete farce yet again, and it continues to be exposed as a farce. But all this legislation, if you read it. It's all based on the recommendations of a discredited Royal Commission. But folks, they're going to keep it going. They're going to keep looking for something to attack the union with. And the major the major offence is that we do not abide by industrial laws. So what you do is you introduce an industrial law, which is impossible to comply with because you're not doing your job as a union. You're taking money under false pretenses, a bit like the AWU. And we are then, because we go and do the business for the members in terms of their safety as well as their wages and conditions, we are then obviously in breach of these industrial laws and therefore we should be deregistered. Officials should be... uh, actually removed from office and or jailed whichever comes first. Yes folks, it's all on again and this is the distraction that they hope will take the minds of the voters off the fact that it is a cluster in Canberra
3: this week. It all goes full cycle back to North Korea, doesn't it? Like our uh, illustrious leader of the government will choose our union leadership. Democracy North Korean style. Yes, indeed. All hail the leader all
2: hail the leader, that's right but talk,
3: Talking about that, I did see
0: Caesar Mellon was up on some charges again this week, <laughs> was he? Due to, due to his uh, dirty deals with Clean Away and, was it FNH, FRH was the other one? Oh, look, I've lost track eh?
2: Cheerio, Caesar. <laughs> Righto, let's talk about another matter that's coming out of Canberra And that is the code The code was not disallowed so, unfortunately for construction workers around Australia, the code is now in place and effective from the 1st of September. And companies who have not got themselves con- code compliant by the 1st of September will be denied the right to tender for government work. Now, let's be blunt, there are a lot of companies, over a thousand companies, who have signed the 1618 non-code-compliant agreement. And therefore we have a problem. And the problem is very simple. These companies are not going to be able to tender for government work compared to companies that don't have the 1618 agreement and therefore we are put in a quandary as to what to do. Now the issue is going to be whether or not getting code-compliant is going to disadvantage the member's and the benefits that they get under that agreement. Sure, there will be some people who do not have a problem with code compliance because even though they've got the 1618 agreement, they do not tender for government work. So it's irrelevant to them. But there are plenty of others in that over 1,000 companies that have got the 1618 agreement who are going to have their businesses disrupted by this targeting of their so-called friendliness to the CFMEU in Victoria. So there's going to be a lot of discussions and there is going to be a lot of hard thinking and negotiating to work out where we get to before the 1st of September. And the 1st of September is approaching rapidly. But one thing we should say, everyone should have now received a letter in their mailbox saying, if the boss comes to you, and ask you to vary your agreement to become code compliant, you don't participate, you refuse, you ring the union. You do not have any votes, you do not have any meetings without the union being present. Because otherwise, as we have found already, there are a number of companies, some of them not very honestly, and others, out of sheer confusion as to what is actually code compliant and what is not, have put a whole lot of propositions to their, or attempted to put propositions to their employees, which take away things, which interfere with clauses, which are not the subject of code compliance assessments, picnic day, and so on. These are not issues with the code.
0: They're jumping the gun, aren't they?
2: Well, some people have been panicked. They have been calmed down, and we are now going through a process.
0: But we rely on good feedback from our members, don't we?
2: We rely totally on our members telling us what's going on. So to the boys who were working for a major piling company in Adelaide, thank you very much. You rang in and you said, what is going on? And we gave you the story. And therefore, that company found that suddenly all these Victorians who were working for them under the Victorian agreement all around Australia were pulled back into a proper process whereby the union is the designated representative for the members and people have been signing forms all over the place to make sure that there's no sneaky business. Because once you've signed that form and you hand it to the employer, the employer under the Fair Work Act still has to deal with the union. He can't go off and have a private meeting and have a dodgy vote, as some people have actually tried to do.
3: The form's available on the website. Everyone should go and get it, sign it, Send, or, give it to your, your boss and give a copy to the union.
2: Yes, and you'll find a lot of shop stewards have already started the process of collecting those forms to make sure we have some insurance so the code, or what is alleged to be the code, is not simply introduced into EBAs by variation,
0: because once it's there, boys, it's staying there. And it's very important, not only just for the code. I come across a company this week, a landscape company who passed a, a non-union uh, agreement up. And he had thirty-eight workers working for him, and it was uh, forty dollars an hour flat rate, no site, no travel. And uh, that's um, we need feedback from our members. We needed to make sure that they con- as soon as the word of another a meeting is held about changing a document or getting a new document up. It's very important we get a call straight away. Indeed.
2: And we might cut to a track now. And uh, let's just say it has been a disastrous week in some ways. People uh, who were, one person who was killed, and a number of people who were injured in Charlottesville because Donald Trump decided to uh, lift the bloody rock and all the fucking Nazis came out from under the rock they've been hiding under. All the uh, people who were killed in Barcelona on uh, Friday. And at the same time, we've had Pauline Hanson wandering around in a burka. And I wouldn't have much time for George Brandis, but he actually told her the facts of life, that she is in fact insulting uh, Muslim people who are not terrorists, who are Australian-born often. Absolute good performance, absolute joke from Pauline Hanson and the rest of that shit. We've had the citizenship disaster, I want to know how many POMs are there in the Liberal Party? Are they totally dominated by another POMs? We've another
0: one. Fiona Nash has come out. Oh, yeah. That's... Well,
2: she says she's Scottish, but I bet she's still a POM. Anyway, it's a complete cluster in Canberra. So, a little track from the one and only James Hunter and Strange But True.
1: Can't you tell something in the way I called your name? Can't you tell after all this time I feel the same? It's so strange, but it's true. Can't believe I'm still in love with you. so strange but it's true Oh, I can't believe I'm still in love with you Oh, I can't believe I'm still in love with you Oh, I can't believe I'm still in love with you
2: Strange but true Now, strange but true. Asbestos is not a number one issue. Strange but true. True of Vic Rhodes and Seymour White.
3: And the Herald Sun. And the Herald Sun. And the Age. No mention in the papers whatsoever. Come on. But it did make the the TV news uh, that the Chandler Highway shut down.
2: Yes, indeed. In the process of building a new bridge over the Yarra River, just near the old uh, paper mills at Fairfield, turned into a bit of a disaster, String bean,
3: Shock horror. There is asbestos all over the place. Like, who didn't know? The only people who didn't know, apparently, Seymour White, maybe WorkSafe. And Vic Rhodes. Vic Rhodes. EPA,
2: perhaps. We did all this investigation. The only problem is... You say the EPA and Vic Rhodes in the same voice, and you should, because the ex-boss of the EPA, John Merritt, is the ex-boss of WorkSafe, and now he's the boss <laughs> of Vic Rhodes. da He's moved around old John, hasn't he? Hey? <laughs> oh, John's done well, but the problems keep following him. And this is after the Swan Street Bridge disaster.
3: Yeah, exactly. and The same company, of course, Seymour yep. White. Yep. He, uh, maybe while the gorilla's up in Queensland, he can have, <laughs> have a talk to Seymour. So have a like. sit down with the Queenslanders. What, yes, it's what a, a, a shocker.
2: It's a problem uh, because it is a very difficult site at the moment because there's also work going on in terms of demolition on the old paper mill site and there is new housing being built there. So we've got a lot of workers. In from the housing sector as well as construction heavy uh, construction, there's a whole lot of people living next to it. There's the, the guide dogs buddy uh, establishment next door to that. there's a whole lot of sporting uh, venues just adjacent to it. people walking Asbestos, through bike paths mm. wind. what a disaster
3: and uh, you could trip over the stuff we've got the photos of it just uh the the soil's just full of it. Um, and, and yes in the high winds And, and when it's not raining uh, That stuff's all over the place So
0: Great job by the safety unit down there yeah. And um, keep the good work up Just a quick story too Just a quick one here On Mr Lobster Matthew Guy well, should... this is not
2: part of the uh, program. Oh, I just want to quickly add to this because oh. I read this and we, thought we was... missed we missed it under
0: <laughs> corrupting <laughs> benefits. A, 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 what he did a few years ago, he rezoned all that land down Fishman's Bend and made a fortune for people like the NBA and all sorts of other people. Well, now guess what? He's made a developer in South Yarra thirty-six million dollars profit. A guy called Michael Yates. He overrode this, the Stonington Council and put up all these towers and made his mate $36 million. Good on you, Mr. Lobster, out there. And he shitcans the uh, development process in the ALP. Well, have a look at your own process. Indeed.
3: If you add that to Bruce Bilsom and and the small business stuff, and and who was the latest one as well? There was another guy with the, the, the franchisees or something. The, the Liberal Party. I mean, does the corrupting benefits? Is this new? Do these new laws apply no, to the Liberal Party? Only
2: to registered organisations. Oh, the Liberal
3: yeah, Party isn't registered. No. <laughs>
2: well, no, no. It's only a registered in organisations of employers and employees. So the NBA better watch out. But I don't think they'll be under cr- too close scrutiny. Anyway, it's a big problem.
3: I reinforce our call from last week for a Royal Commission. Royal Commission, yes. (laughs) Into the Liberal Party. Anyway,
2: there's a lot of problems (laughs) out there in Fairfield, and I'm sure that those problems are going to have to be dealt with very seriously and very quickly, because the whole area around that old boiler house down there is absolutely laden with asbestos, and everybody knew it and knew it for the last 20 years or more. Now element five Oof, there's no. an, there's another Royal commission subject oh, eh? yeah.
3: well Indeed. and and then you have to ask again what's going on with worksafe what what we 're hearing loud and clear from Worksafe and again the EPA actually uh, is oh, if you hear something about element five, sure there's photos, sure there's video, sure, everyone in Melbourne knows how bad these jobs are. But if you hear about a safety issue, it's probably not serious because the union's running a campaign. Don't bother going down. Don't go check it out. It's just the union prattling on. Oh, what's that? There's photos and video? Nah, it's just a... I mean, these guys talk about corrupted. It's just because the union's running a campaign, safety issues aren't real suddenly. The photos (laughs) are lying. Well, when you're on high-risk
0: sites and you don't
3: have proper safety reps on the job and you have
0: shit subcontractors, what are you going to end up with? And shit management, as we've seen by a certain bloke down there um, who um, harassed who somebody from uh, trades hall there. What sort of people do they have? These, these,
2: well, um, that, this whole issue has now taken a
3: leap into media world. Indeed. Uh, well, if, if they weren't listening before, you can't help but listen now. Uh, radio saturation... We are on the airways, not just on the Concrete Gang, but Element Five's copping it on commercial radio. Um, it all started Thursday morning, and guess whose show? Guess who was driving into work to do his show? Uh, Neil Mitchell? Is yeah. that possible? Not much of a friend of the union, and suddenly Ooh. he's listening to the union over and over again on his own show. and I'm He's not the radio station, 3AW. <laughs> he's not happy with 3AW. He's not happy with the union for getting the truth out there. Um, but guess what? When the evidence is there, you can't really stop the ads. And, uh, and, but we should just thank Neil because he, he had to talk about it. He couldn't help but talk about it. And so people knew what he was talking about, he had to play the ad a few extra times. Every time he plays the ad, there's a couple of extra grand basically donated to the union campaign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Neil. I- and uh, just one quick, one quick thing next week, the big night, John Cummins. Uh, buzzer. Uh, buzzer. Night. St- got have it, I jumped the, you've there? jumped the script yeah, 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 again? You, I did not know where it was on the script, but I want to make because sure. Because there's
2: already been a few other stories about uh, our friends at Element 5 Vcon. Yeah. Out at Patch Apartments, a, uh, one of the developments that uh, Element 5 are doing. Guess what?
3: They've hardly even started, have they?
2: I, I think they uh, kicked the can down the road and knocked the uh, mains
0: water over.
1: Oh,
2: oh,
0: dear, how sad.
1: What a uh, start.
0: It reminds me of the time I drove onto a job and, and hit the water main and shut down the whole site at <laughs> a school project in Geelong. This story uh, will lead to it conspiracy like theories. Uh, that sounds like no, a guerrilla we'll, tactic. It <laughs> was we'll an accidental that. tactic that worked well. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, right?
2: cheerio to element five you're doing you're doing the business for us you are making yourselves look absolutely totally incompetent
3: we should mention uh, their incompetence was on great display down in Carlisle Street Balaclava with uh eight Borel trucks trying to find a park and doing circles <laughs> no traffic management whatsoever um, and to their credit, the council actually came down and and gave them a serve and basically you know said if they don't sort this out we're going to start fining you so um Absolute disaster again there and and across, and a barbecue on Friday morning at the Box Hill job.
2: Righto. Now we should just have, before we make some announcements, Buzzer. I did jump the
0: gun before. Yes,
2: just a wild uh, weather warning.
0: It has been shocking in the last week.
2: October is usually the high wind month. We have northerlies, prevailing winds in. Melbourne are either southwesterlies with changes, or the rest of the time northerlies. And uh, this year, the northerlies are coming hard and fast. There has been a number of incidents already. Uh, materials going off the side of buildings. We need to make sure that stuff is strapped down, made safe during the day, not just at the end of the day, because somewhere, someone is going to get seriously hurt. And we are calling on people. To protect your workmates, but also protect the public. Buzzer.
0: John Cummins Foundation? Yep. Next Friday night, 6.30, Flemington uh, Racecourse was fantastic. Last year, the change of the venue, change Agerson, music by Popcorn. What do you know about Popcorn? Nothing. I don't want to. No. Righto. Cheerio
2: to Normie Wallace, who's still in hospital and battling on regardless. Uh, a cheerio to Frank Nademic. Oh. You, made, you made a current affair again, so He's ripped them all off Scallywags. again. Scallywags.
0: Scallywags. I'm
2: going to nominate the whole Turnbull government. Uh, Pauline Hanson.
3: Is that the New Zealand government or the Turnbull government? I'm confused. No, the New Zealand government <laughs> gave them up.
2: Um... Fulton Hogan and Lang O'Rourke for that disaster out at uh, on the Hearst Bridge line.
3: Cables from a piling rig wrapped around the power lines. Yes,
2: indeed. Vic Roads and Seymour White for the Chandler Road Bridge. Orange uh, for their cheap and nasty. And uh, Corno Nero Concorp. sucking up because they stuffed up their company. People have ripped them off and all the rest of it. That ain't an issue that's... To do with us you've got an EBA work to the EBA who are we going for as the
0: winner uh that Seymour White would have to win it with all that asbestos laying around the place wouldn't you think
3: I, I think what a week for them and uh, but if if we did put them in I think we have to put work safe in as well for yep. uh letting the workers Rhodes. be endangered and Vic Rhodes and the um, EPA totally dropped the ball uh and, yeah, but the Swan Street and Chandler Highway were a combo. So,
2: Corno, Nero, Sookie Lala, Vic Rhodes, and everyone else in Seymour White, we are going to go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare, dare to, to win. win. If you don't fight, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, and for Barnaby Joyce, a little song from home.